to Hermit Radio. I'm your host, Cameron. And tonight I'm here with my friend, Paul Brooks, a veteran of Afghanistan and a bodybuilder in Australia. One of my very good friends. Um, Paul, it's good to have you here tonight, man. Yeah, thanks, Cam. Thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to be uh, part of the podcast. So, yeah, can't say I jump right in. Yeah, man. Um, so I'll just go ahead and I'll give a little background for the listeners. Paul and I were in Afghanistan from 2011 to 2012. Um, we were actually as the Americans doing work in your guys's area of operation. And so you guys were able to drive through and check in on us every now and then. And that's how we ended up becoming friends. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's, um, I think you guys were, so we were, um, at a patrol base, um, down at, down at Hadrian, but we did a lot of work up where, um, your patrol base was up at Sarab and stuff, and then we ended up punching up from Sarab to, to Tinsley, or uh, FOB Cobra, it used to be called, uh, as you would know. So, yeah, it was cool to sort of drive by and, and stop in every now and then and get all your food and <laughs> have you guys yeah. cook us up food and stuff like that, because our rat packs, as you know, kind of suck compared to, 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 to American rats. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, man. It was really cool getting to work with you guys, man. I, I really enjoyed meeting all you guys. Oh, you guys were so, so funny. You guys killed me when you guys were there. Every time they'd come out, they would cook us steak and eggs just because of their hospitality. Like every time they came over, steak and eggs. We always ate the best when you guys came through. Well, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was the other way around, mate. I thought uh, we, we sort of <laughs> ate the best when when we came through and saw you, you guys. So and it was yeah. yeah. It was it was kind of cool too where where you guys were because um, you know a lot of our work was patrolling from from the vehicles and stuff. Um, being able to drop in and see you guys and and that gym that you guys had was was a lifesaver. Um, yeah, I bet it was it was awesome. So yeah, it was good. It was really good. So um, basically the reason I asked you to come on the show tonight is because you've kind of turned into a big face for bodybuilding in Australia. I mean, you have a pretty big social media following and you've been doing really good in your competitions. Yeah. It's kind of, um, you know, people, people sort of say, you know, like I've got a decent sort of um, social media following and all that sort of stuff. And it's really humbling, I guess, because I'm just like, Oh, you know, yeah, I guess so. But um, I'm definitely nothing special. Um, I, for me, um, you know, when I left the army and obviously whilst I was in the army, fitness was a big thing. So it was kind of a, a natural progression for me, um, when I got out to get into the, to the fitness industry and, and bodybuilding and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. And it's just sort of taken off, um, taken off for me and, um, it's given me a lot of awesome opportunities. So yeah, it's really good. It's crazy. I, I remember when you got out of the army and I remember when you first started and I mean, you just blew up. It was crazy, you know, literally and metaphorically. I mean, it was absolutely insane to see your transition and see how you developed as a person afterwards. You know, um, in my previous episodes, I've talked a little bit about some of the struggles I had, like when I got out 
not everybody gets out of the military and gets back up on their two feet. You know what I mean? No, definitely not. Um, as I said, um, you know, <clears throat> I think it's just one of those, one of those things. Um, some people, you know, transition really, really well uh, and, and others unfortunately don't. So I think um, even my transition out of, out of the army, regardless of sort of what you see on, on social media was, was uh, far from ideal. Um, but I think the key uh, for, for veterans getting out and um, sort of transitioning out is to really have a plan and something to focus on and, and work forward to um, when you get out. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's very, it can be very, very tricky to try and figure out who you are as a person. So yeah. for me, when it, like I did 10 years, uh, I joined, I joined the army when I was 19 years of age. I did two deployments. Um, so I deployed to East Timor in 2010 and then Afghanistan with you in 2011, 2012. And then I got medically discharged and I had to, well, still am trying to sort of figure out, you know, who I am now because the army was such a massive part of, of my life. Um, as, as you would know. So, yeah, man. And I'm right there with you. That was one of the biggest things that I struggled with was figuring out like, what do I do now? Like I was so, I was really happy to be getting out because I was really over it. I just had enough. And when I got out, I, I was like, oh man, I'm free. I can do whatever I want now, you know? And then I still kept thinking to myself like, okay, that's great. But what are you really going to do? Yeah, exactly. Like, what are your realistic things that you're going to be doing? Yeah. And my life has turned out so good, but there were so many days where I like, I honestly felt like a used up battery. Like I didn't have a purpose anymore. Like, what do yeah. I do from net? You know, what do I do now? Like I still have the rest of my life to live. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm definitely resonating with exactly what you're saying. It's like, you know, I think you have this sort of conversation with, with any veteran and it's the same we, where we all sort of sing the same tune. So yeah, getting out, you know, uh, for some, as I said, it, they transition really well and, and have a plan and all that sort of stuff and others not so much. So yeah. And as I said, for me, mine, mine was a pretty rocky uh, transition out to say the least. And I was just uh, lucky, I guess, that I found uh, my passion again for, for the gym and, I kind of rolled with that and it's it's kind of snowballed from there and 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 it's kept me going um but as you said i still have days you know we all have days uh weeks even that you know we struggle a bit but you just gotta keep on keeping on that's right and i've talked again i've talked about this on my past episodes it it all comes from being complete inside finding internal peace, allowing yourself to just kind of let go of some of the things that in your past either stick with you or you're running away from it, whatever it is, you know, everybody has something. And that's what I've tried to do with this podcast is try to help people find alternatives instead of running or instead of being depressed or instead of being angry about something learning how to cope with it and move on from it and so that you can live the rest of your life because you still have more to go you always yeah 100 100 yeah i mean 
for for myself, I mean, that deployment for me was only about six months, but I know for you guys, it's much, much, much longer. So in the overall scheme of things, in if you if you look at that sort of time frame from a point of view of when you're born to when you die, that's only a very, very, very small part, you know, or time of your life. However, yeah. obviously, it's it, it has a profound impact and um, a ripple effect. But yeah, you're right. You just got to um, you know deal with in in whatever way it works for you with what happened and. Um, try and find peace and and be able to try and like move forward and move on otherwise it's a it's a very slippery slope down and somewhere that you don't want to be and yeah as as you would know there's a lot of people uh, a lot of veterans that that go down that way and it's um it's it's like a getting your heart ripped out every time it happens so definitely not something that we want for sure i mean um the saddest thing I think of is that I know guys when I moved on, I went to another post, I went to another unit, but I heard about people in my old unit that I like been deployed with that were getting kicked out for like heroin, like drug use and alcoholism. And that hurts, you know, like those dudes were still in, they were still serving. And then you find out that something like that happens. It's, you got to think like, man, what was really going on in their head? Because you, most people don't really talk about what they're really feeling and they don't really wear a vulnerable face, especially not in the military. Everybody tries to hide it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's um, a big thing. Like we just, we were able to shut off emotionally from, from everything and, and what happened and what, you know, what we went through and then put this fake kind of facade up. So from the outside looking in, you know, we might, we might have a smile on our face or, you know, everything looks from, from the outside looking in looks okay. But um, what's actually going on is, is completely different. So Definitely. yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough. Um, and as you said, it, it sucks. It really sucks. Like when their friends or, or mates that you deployed with and, you know, it's the same old story. Like, you know, it's just like, why didn't you call me or why didn't you talk to someone? And hopefully, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of information and a lot of stuff out there now about um, mental health and how much of an impact that's having. So hopefully um, as time continues to go by, we can kind of manage that situation a lot better. But I think um, if you compare it to, you know, how it was being dealt with back, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, we've come where we've come leaps and bounds now. So I guess that's a positive. That's true. So, all right. Well, we'll move on from a less depressing. Yeah. But it was good. It was good to remember those times, man. I I definitely, definitely. when you guys definitely stopped out by our post, it was definitely always a good time. We always enjoyed having you guys there. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I think, um, it was definitely, you know, like it was, it was awesome for us as well because the the drive from from Hadrian where we were to to where you guys were was it was it sucked, and then to get there and be able to sort of step out, have you know, shoot the shit with you guys and and have a laugh and and hit the gym together and all that sort of stuff, it just makes the world a difference. So for sure, and and uh, I think you know you guys definitely would have got a laugh out of trying to keep up with all our Aussie slang and. 
<laughs> all that sort of stuff. Uh, I think I remember. I think it, I think it was actually you. At, at one point, you said, you know, like, wh- where do you guys sleep? Or like, what do you use to sleep? Sleep in? And they're like, oh, we just sleep in a swag. And you're like, oh what? My God, yeah. What the fuck is a swag? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely uh, some very very good memories, very fond memories. Yeah. God, that's good. Okay, yeah. all right. Let's talk bodybuilding. Um, yeah, let's do it. Okay. What would you say is the biggest difference between bodybuilding in the United States and bodybuilding in Australia? I think um... Hey everyone, I just wanted to take a minute to talk about the app Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place, which allows you to make a podcast using your phone or your computer and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so that it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Thanks for listening, and check out the app Anchor. Uh, Hands down, bodybuilding in America is, is a lot bigger. Um, there's a much more culture. There's a bigger presence of it. You know, it's, it's pretty much everywhere. Um, in Australia, it's not, it's nowhere near as big. Um, the culture and stuff like that is still there and it's, and, and it's slowly, I think it's slowly getting bigger as time goes on. Um, but yeah, I guess the biggest difference between Australia and the U S is just, um, it's definitely a lot bigger, more more of a culture in America than there is here in Australia. For sure. Uh, man, it is. It is. I mean, just in the years that I was doing it, it has grown. It's getting, I mean, everybody nowadays wants to do a competition or has a coach or what, you know, obvious. I mean, God, there's, I don't even know if there's that many people anymore that don't even take supplements. You know what I mean? I feel like that's become so ingrained in life and in a lot of ways good ways you know i'm so happy to see people being more healthy you know getting up and exercising and trying different diets you know there's so many people now that are trying to be vegan and doing keto diets all that all that stuff you know i don't necessarily care for which one or the other but i mean the fact that people are trying it and trying to live healthier lives i think that's great yeah 100 percent. and i mean I say it time and time again, the going to the gym for me has been one of the best forms of therapy. So um, whether that is for me, it's lifting weights. If it's for, if it's running for someone else, if it's CrossFit, if it's, you know, BJJ, whatever it is, you know, if you're doing something, I think it's, it's really important. And I think you've really hit the nail on the head there with the supplement thing. Like I remember um, when I was just getting into the army. So I enlisted in 2007 and I still remember cracking, cracking open my first sort of container of BSN no explode, you know, yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie Coleman all over it and all that sort of stuff. And that was like a big deal. You know, I felt like I just leveled up cause I just got it my first sort of, you know, tub of pre-workout, but now it's just like supplements are just everywhere. Like it's just, it's, I think it just goes hand in hand now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would, I would agree. Um, I think, I think it's important to 
to talk about like where you started like how did bodybuilding turn into something for you like when and how did that turn into something for you yep so for me i actually started uh lifting weights um see i never kind of refer i I don't really refer to myself um as a bodybuilder you know if you say bodybuilder my, my immediate thought is you know like ronnie coleman arnold schwarzenegger you know like those those guys like jay cutler you know those really the the old school legends you know like the kings of of bodybuilding but for me i sort of i don't know i'd say i'm just like a fitness enthusiast or something like that but for me uh i was i think i was about 15 years old so i wasn't doing too well at school i hated school and then i ended up getting a job at a swimming pool doing um like teaching swimming lessons and it came with a free gym membership so that's what initially branched me into to lifting weights because at that stage I was I was kind of I was small um, in stature and you know I see all these big guys walking around I'm like obviously I watched you know pump and all that sort of stuff and I was like you know that's that that'd be really cool and that's what initially got me into it so I started when I was about 15 and then that was sort of on and off and then. I mean, you know what it's like. You try, you try and go to the gym, or you go to the gym when you're in the army and stuff like that. But then you get deployed, or you go field for weeks on end, and then you just lose everything that you've just gained. And then you come back, and it's just a vicious circle of trying to build back up again, going field, losing it, coming back. So yeah. Um, but then when I when I discharged, um, it was it was pretty rocky, and I was just lucky enough um, that I sort of fell into. Uh, the competitive side of things so that kept my 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 head focused on a goal and that goal was to 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 get on stage and and compete so that's that's where I started so it started for me it started nearly 15 years ago so yeah that's cool yeah I mean when I started doing it, it was when I was in the army and I really liked the first person I ever like listened to or looked into as far as bodybuilding was like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I feel like that's probably true for so many people. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, God, you know, I enjoyed bodybuilding. I loved doing it. It was a great sport. I think it's still a great sport. My, my ideas changed and like my kind of like way of life and part of my inner peace changed. And that's why I, I just decided one day I didn't need it anymore. I just, I put it away like everything else in a closet. I was just like, I did this. My, the one thing that I will, I took away from the time I put into bodybuilding when I lost all the weight and I walked, like went back to looking like a normal human again, yeah. I looked at pictures of when I was big and it's incredible. I mean, I couldn't believe I looked like that. I was like, whoa. Because I never saw myself like that in the mirror. I always saw a skinny or yeah. fat guy in the mirror. I, I just never believed that I could all that I was already that big or that already that lean. I could just never see it because I was so blinded by wanting to be bigger and bigger. So my problem was that I didn't appreciate what I had when I had it. And it took me losing all of it to to see what I did have to appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think um, for me, reflection has been a big part of that for me. Like, you know, 
it's you've just got to like you said sort of be at peace that you know it, it's taxing to to get to get jacked and to get shredded and stuff like that and you can't well i think it's it's not really healthy to, to maintain you know depending on sort of how jacked and how shredded you are like i don't think it's healthy to maintain that for a long period of time so there's there's going to be times in the off season where you're going to put on a bit of you know put a bit more extra fat and stuff like that and you're just going to be like well you know what that's okay there's nothing wrong with that so but i definitely feel you like you know when i'm having a down day or whatever or like at the moment i haven't been able to train because i've got a few injuries and and a few other bits and pieces, but I just go back through photos and I'm like, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely possible to, to get back to, to wherever you want to be. So, yeah, for sure. My, my biggest thing was, it wasn't a negative experience for me. It was totally positive because when I, it took me, like I said, it took me losing all of it to kind of have to reflect. And you know, there were times where I'd be, you know, like when I was in the army, if I didn't have time to get all my meals in, or if I didn't have time to actually go to the gym, I'd get so mad. I'd let it ruin my day. I would mm-hmm. just carry it with me. Even in civilian life, when I would go to work, if something interfered with my meal time or my workouts, I would always get so frustrated. And that, like, again, the reflection piece of it is, it really, in the grand scheme of things in my life, it wasn't that big of a deal. I wasn't doing anything super special with it, but it was impacting me negatively. And that's why I had to reflect and let go of it. But it was such a good experience to have it because bodybuilding taught me discipline. It taught me how to stay on a meal plan. It taught me how to lift weights, you know, even when I didn't want to, even when I was tired. So it has so many good potential things in it. You just, for anybody listening, what I'm trying to say is when your ego gets in the way of it, it becomes a harder thing to appreciate what you have. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like you said, you know, for, for, for a lot of people, it can completely consume your whole day, your whole week. You know, it may at times feel like it's consuming your whole life. So it's important to try and, you know, take a step back and, you know, just try and like weigh up the, the, the pros and cons. And like you said, like have a look at it and go, well, if I miss this meal, is it really going to have a massive impact at the end of the day? Especially if you, you know, if you're just doing it recreationally and you're not doing it to get, a, you know, a pro card or something like that, then it's got to really be about finding a healthy balance between, life and you know going to the gym because going to the gym and eating and all that sort of stuff should be enjoying it it shouldn't be something that's like you said having or potentially having a negative impact on the rest of your your life and all that sort of stuff so yeah yeah for sure um okay so if you if you had one one thing that you want people to know about bodybuilding. If there was one thing that other people listening to that you have to offer to them, what's the one thing about bodybuilding you would tell them? Um, look, I wouldn't just narrow it down to bodybuilding. I'd, I'd just narrow it down to, to fitness or yeah, fitness in general. I think um, unfortunately there's a lot of people out there that make a lot of money 
overcomplicating the process. So at the end of the day, it, it, all it comes down to whether or not you want to get shredded or you want to get big is you need to be either in a calorie deficit or a calorie surplus. As long as you're eating in a calorie surplus or a deficit, depending on your goals, over time, you will get there. Um, you know, supplements and all that sort of stuff come, they're, they're the last thing you should be worried about. It's, it's all about what you're putting in your mouth and how much you're moving. So that's, that's what I would say. I'd say um, don't overcomplicate it. If you're trying to get lean, calorie deficit. If you're trying to get big, calorie surplus, you know, as a, as a, as a basic way to, to look at it. Okay. For all of our, <clears throat> for anybody listening that's a bodybuilding fan, this next little piece is going to be for you. So, Paul, who are you uh, looking at for the winner of the Olympia this year? Oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. Um, look, no one in particular. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see if we get some, some Aussies up there because I know there's, there's a few Australian competitors um, heading over. So, Dude, Josh, I can't say his last name and I don't want to butcher it on here, but you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yep. You know who I'm talking about? Yep. That dude is insane. Yeah, there's some, there's some, uh, there's definitely some big boys, um, heading over. So it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. But I was actually, I was actually, um, I was actually going to come over again for, for the Olympia this year because I was in uh, LA last year, um, as part of a, a fitness tour. Uh, that was awesome. Um, shout out to Legacy Tours if you haven't heard about it. Um, so that was that was an awesome experience. And they're doing another one this year where they're doing like the Olympia, like an Olympia tour. And I was going to go on that, but um, life got sort of gets in the way, so I won't be able to go on that one. But I'll definitely be watching. That's for sure. For sure, for sure. Uh, for anybody that's listening that's not a bodybuilding fan, the Olympia is the largest bodybuilding competition and it's held in Las Vegas. Um, there's some, there's always controversy behind it. Anybody that's a fan knows about that. We're going to go ahead and start closing down here. Do me a favor though. If anybody wants to hear your story or if anybody wants to follow you, where can they? Yeah. So I'm, my, the easiest way would be uh, Instagram. So my Instagram handle is Brooksy with, I think it's like four Y's and an underscore. Um, I'm not, I don't really use Facebook that much. So Instagram would be, be the way to go for sure. Okay, cool. You guys heard him. If you guys are interested in hearing more about Paul, let me know in the comments section. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at hermit underscore radio. I'll also be posting this interview on our YouTube channel, hermit underscore radio. If you guys want to hear more, leave us some comments and let us know what you think. Paul, thanks for being on with me, man. I've really had a good time talking to you again. We should do yeah, this again definitely. Soon. And apologies. It's taking so long for me to, to actually get, get on the podcast. I've been, quite quite sick oh, but no yeah worries, we're definitely man. keen to come back on and talk about um fitness or you know anything army related or anything like that whatever you know whatever the listeners want to listen to for sure yeah man it's yeah it'll be good i'm glad you're yeah, feeling better about the way it. It. all right 
Okay, everybody, that's it. We're going to be closing down. Thanks for tuning in to Hermit Radio. We'll catch you next time.